Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies Get all the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And what's going on, everybody? Well, as, as suspected... The markets remain in a consolidating phase uh, above the old resistance, which has now become new support. Uh, yesterday is a rip your face off late rally. Uh, markets are down, down, down. The Dow was down over 200 and uh, S&P was down over 20. And of course, the NASDAQ was down about 80 and everything came back to positive territory. So, uh, you know, again, it's pretty simple. Okay, when you don't try to outguess or outsmart the markets, let the markets trade and and look for the opportunities that come along with it. I, I think that we saw uh, a a rally, which again, I didn't. I, I'm not saying that I expected a rally that big, uh, but I'm not surprised at all by the rally. I think the rally was 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 perfectly predictable. In fact, I was on the trading floor yesterday, and I we were talking, and I said, you know. As embarrassed as I am, it looks like the markets can rally from here. And sure enough, along came, there they come, spinning out of the turn, running higher. Now, you know, again, this is one of the things we always have to remember on how the markets actually work. That's what our concern is, is right now they're just churning. Volume was a little bit heavier, so so that's a sign. But the VIX, after being higher, collapsed, basically. I mean, you know, it went from... At, at the top, I think the VIX was up about two bucks and then it was down on the day. That's a pretty big move in a $15 or $14 or 14 point index. So, you know, do we really believe that, you know, that we're going to go straight down? And the answer is no, we're not. And that's why we are on the more of the neutral side of the market right now, looking for different opportunities. Now, we had a few things that, you know, we had a couple of shorts uh, in, in Baba, which the, the, the sell-off allowed us to get out of, uh, APA, Apache. But at the end of the day, a market is about trying to read and understand the footprint that it leaves. That is really more what happens and, and, and again, you're not listen, you're not going to be right every time. The, the footprint's not going to always work perfectly. But it does give you a general idea of what's next for the market. And I think that is where many of us make the mistake of thinking that we're smarter than the market and that we can outsmart what's happening. And to me, that's where, you know, you have to understand and use your disciplines. Now, we all know that the Fed minutes were going to come out and they did come out. Now, they were old, but uh, the market seemed to like what the Fed had to say. And, and basically what they're saying is that, well, you know, we're going to continue to do nothing and, you know, keep evaluating. And, you know, we see potential problems, but that means we're going to keep interest rates low. But what, the, the, what they're not taking into consideration is that the interest rates are not staying low. They're going higher anyways, in spite of what the Fed wants to do. This is always a problem 
in a market when you have a organization like the Federal Reserve. I mean, they're no different than traders that think that they're smarter than the market. Okay. The market is telling you that it wants higher rates. Okay. The market is telling you that we're, the rates are going higher. Now, again, they sold off a little bit yesterday. Uh, you know, but, but at the end of the day, um, you know, they're not going to, uh, you know, relent and we're going to continue as we've been saying since the bonds were trading in the one sixties, one fifties that they're going down, which means interest rates are going up. And I think there's no other way to look at it than that interest rates are, are climbing and I'm looking for a three and a half percent, the 4% tenure before the year is over. And I, I don't see any problem with achieving that. I think it should be relatively easy. I think when you, you look at, you know, what the, the, the Fed is doing, okay, and, you know, it, it becomes uh, a, a, a problem. And um, this is where we continue to try and figure out the best way to trade the market. And that's why we're saying that right now the best way to trade the market is to observe the market be somewhat neutral because right now the markets do not signify that they want to go lower. Right now the markets are telling you that they're worse going to consolidate and that they could certainly make a run for the new highs. Now, you know, are we going to uh, you know continue to go up forever? No, there will be there will be what we saw between January and April was just a prelude okay there will be a major meltdown at some point okay but again we cannot time that we don't know and 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 we will have plenty of time to deal with it when it happens Uh, again it's not going to go down in one day you will get a, a million opportunities to short the market when the markets are ready to be shorted and and right now these markets are not ready to be shorted, okay? You had your chance in, in January, February, and, and now we'll have to wait for the next opportunity. In the meantime, what you really should be looking for is individual opportunities that give you chances and opportunities to participate no matter what the direction is. Your concern should not be direction. Your concern should be how are you going to make money? That would be what we should always be looking for is where can we make money? If it's on the long side, does it matter? Do you care where you make your money at? I hope not. I mean, you know, we make it no matter where the markets are. That's kind of our focus is to make the money, whatever the markets allow us. That's where we want to try to make money at. Which is why we want to continue to follow and trade the market footprint because the market footprint gives you the best opportunity to find and create successful opportunities. And once you can master that mentally, then you have a much better shot to be successful because we can't, markets cannot be dictated to, the markets dictate, we have to follow and figure out what they're telling us because they leave messages all the time so our job is to try to figure out what those messages are and again that's where we must always 
find a spot to to get involved. And, and until then, it makes much more sense to say, okay, so I'll be neutral. Why should I get overly involved here? Let me let me stay on the neutral side of the market, and then when the market's time, I will do what I'm supposed to do and, and get involved. Or let me find something to buy. I mean, you know, probably Target may be a buy somewhere. We were shorted going into earnings that it may be worth a, a tickle to the upside now. Again, that's some of the things you look at. You look for the opportunities that will arise on a regular basis. And if you do that, then you're putting yourself in a chance to be successful. And this is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, you can download the show every single day at libertytalk.fm. That's my home and that's our station. And that's where we're trying to reach our goal of one million downloads a month. So check us out and go to libertytalk.fm. And of course, don't forget about getting my daily update, Bubba's daily update. It's available to you for free. All you have to do is go to bubbatrading.com and fill out the little form that pops up. And every day after the close, you'll get a quick three to five minute video that'll tell you what I'm thinking. And it's free, no credit card, nothing. Just sign up for it. And we're going to step out here for a break. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horace, and we'll be back with more excitement after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, we're coming right back to you. Welcome back to The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and you know, I'll tell you what irritates me. We continue to hear the blathering pundits talk about um, uh, how great the jobs are. Now, if you're a young person, yeah, the jobs are really good. There's a lot of good opportunity out there because young people understand computers. They understand code. They understand it all because they were taught it. Okay. However, if you're a guy, gal, 40, 45 to 60, 65, the jobs suck. And <clears throat> you're wondering where you're going to get a job at, you know, other than having to work two jobs, you know, because you can't make enough on one. So in your in your golden years, you're going to have to work two jobs. And that's the big misnomer. That's the big problem we see now is that they continue to harp on how great jobs are, but they're really not that great. Now, again, if you're younger, my kids age, they're they're having the time of their life because there's a lot of jobs available. And, 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 and God bless. That's great. OK, however, for the general economy and for the people that are going to make the money and spend the money, not so much. So they continue to talk about this participation rate and you think that it's going to all of a sudden mushroom and, and how great the jobs are there for pay. Unfortunately, what they forgot is that most of us who were either in factory working jobs or in industrial production or in machine tool workers, where are we going to go? Where are we going to get our jobs at? They're not out there because those jobs have been eliminated. You know, one of the problems with, you know, artificial intelligence and one of the problems with uh, all of this, you know, fancy new equipment. You know, I go back to the day when, you know, machines like lays and drill presses were hand operated. And then I go back to the days when they first came out with the first numerically controlled machine. And now obviously they're all computerized. But, you know, when you went from a straight machine operator, you know, a guy who was working a lathe, which makes baseball bats, and, you know, obviously all those things that have to be spun, 
um, you know, you then went into from straight understanding how to operate the machine and read the, the, the blueprint to calculus to be able to do the, the, the numerically controlled and now obviously programming. Now, I don't know about you, but many of us at my age and my age group aren't capable of learning about code. You know, that's like learning a foreign language at this time. And, and, and I don't know. You know, I remember when my dad wanted to get a job after he retired. You know, he wanted to go out and work on the golf course, which was great. You know, give him something to do. And, of course, they wanted him to work the cash register, which was a computer cash register. And he couldn't do it. He quit. He couldn't take it. Now, again, I'm not putting us all in that category because he was even older than I am now. But what I'm saying is that it does make a difference when, you know, when it's easy to learn something. And that's the whole difference between the industrial and the technical revolution, all right? And when we start to see these things happen, uh, it, it, it does, again, it changes the dynamics of what jobs are really available. So somebody who doesn't have an education, somebody who doesn't have computer skills, somebody who doesn't have all these other things, there isn't any jobs available. But what really should be done, and I've said this for a couple of years, is if they would just finally create the war effect and rebuild the country, Okay, then we could actually see people getting uh, jobs in construction. And and then you could get this. We have a big group, you know, again, the 20s, the 45s, 40, 45s to 65, 60s, whatever. Uh, get them through retirement while also performing a service of rebuilding the country because our infrastructure is brutal and needs to be fixed. So if we could do that, we would then take care of all those people, put them in great shape, and then uh, we would be ready to rock and roll. And we would be into the next generation and into the people that could handle all this AI and all this stuff. Because listen, like it or not, artificial intelligence is coming. You know, I just watched the movie again for about the 100th time, 42. I'm a coming. I'm coming. Well, I, I, AI is coming. All right. AI is coming and it's coming faster than I think any of us would really like it. I mean, obviously, you know, technology is great if you like it. Me personally, I'm not a fan. Uh, I'd rather go back to, you know, no phones, no cell phones, no technology. You know, I thought I think life was a, a, a simpler time. But again, that's just me. I'm a you know, I'm an old curmudgeon anyways. But I, I, what I see is it's coming. I mean, again, they can't write that code fast enough to get these people ready to go. And, and, and I think that, you know, again, um, I'm sure it's great, but we have to get a whole new workforce trained to take care of that stuff. And that's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing now in our schools. But, but the people that aren't ready for that, that's going to create the bigger problem. And the problem, which is the people that need it the most, the spenders, the guys that really support the economy aren't prepared for it. And that is going to create, I think, some some very bad stuff for a while. Uh, you know, again, I'm hoping that we get through it all, uh, but I think it's going to be a challenge. You tie that in with everything else that's going on. And, you know, we've got the 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 crooks from the oil companies, you know, that continue to jack prices. I mean, they know it's driving season. The whole world knows it's driving season. Did we th- did we not think prices were not going to be higher? All right. Did we not think they might create 
the shortage. This is not the first time that this happened. This is not the first rodeo for these guys. You know, I remember the first squeeze. I was actually pumping gas in the 70s. Okay. And I remember the first squeeze. And, and of course, oil companies came out with record profits. You don't think they're going to give up their bottom line. They don't care. They're going to keep jacking prices. So if, if, if you're going to sit there and believe that, that it's really this is a demand, this is a, a manipulated oil deal. Now, again, some of it's built on fear, which is why the formation is what it is. But there's, this is not a heavy demand. We have so much supply, we wouldn't know what to do with all the supply that we have. But yet, we continue to hear how great the economy is. And, and, and tell me something, okay, with all this new stuff and all this new technology, why are we not having a, a replacement or something better for oil? That's just something I'd like to know. I mean, I'm sure I'd like to know, but I, I don't find that to be that much of a stretch, okay? But this goes into a lot of things. I mean, we're not putting ourselves in that position. Now, I guarantee it that there's, there is a, a, a solution to oil, but of course, you know, it's like every other big company. It's like Intel. I mean, Intel probably has five or six generations of new computers in their in their drawing room just waiting so they can obsolete them. You know, we this country used to be built on obsolescence. It was called built on obsolescence. So that you would have to replace things and you kept the economy going. Well, now, you know, we, we're still, we, we, we haven't obsoleted oil yet. Why? Well, because big oil still runs the country. A big oil is still the biggest donor, right? And as I've said before, until they figure out a way to let them make money somewhere else, like the tobacco companies, this is going to be the story. And they're going to continue to control and we're going to continue to be using fossil fuels. Now, I'm I'm not against fossil fuels from my perspective, but again, I am against when they when they rip us off and, and get these prices to Pluto that I'm against because there's no there's no reason for it. All right. There's no reason for any of it. You know, we'll talk more about this when we come back from the break, because there's a lot of things that happened, you know, over the last, you know, 50 years, uh, including when the foreign automakers came over. And there's a lot of things that they were they forced American automakers to do. And again, there's no reason to believe that there isn't something going on underneath the surface. And, And that to me is what we will talk about. When we come back from the break, this is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and of course, I want to remind you to go to libertytalk.fm and download The Bubba Show every single day. Also, download The Sporting Edge so that you can help us out, and we get our goal of a million downloads a month. And of course, don't forget our high school investing program. We got one more summer, and we're going to have to make a decision if we're going to be able to afford to continue this program because it's very expensive, and we give the schools for free. So if you'd like to help us out, Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading and see what you, if you want to help us out there. Because, again, either it, it, we're going to get to that point where we need some help. So you'll, you'll check it out and see what you think. In the meantime, don't forget to get Bubba's daily update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com and just fill out the little box. No credit card, nothing required. And we will send you the update each and every day after the markets close. We're going to stop out here for a break. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. We'll be back with more after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz, coming right back to you. It is time to rock. Don't let go. 
Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, it's Thursday. It's Memorial Day weekend, and uh, it's going to be quiet, and you know tomorrow's going to be quiet. In the meantime, uh, we talked about, as we're going to break, about built-in obsolescence and you know the stimulation that that does for the economy. And, of course, uh, I don't know, probably in the 60s, uh, Toyota came in and some of the other car makers came in, and all of a sudden, if you remember, our speedometers on our cars only used to go to 99,000. And then, of course, these other companies came in and they had speedometers that went to 100,000 and people drove forever. And they weren't interested in the built-in obsolescence. They were interested in long-lasting. And again, I have a pro- I have no problem with either. I don't mind if you price things right. And I think that's one of the issues. If we price them right, then then having you to have you replace them is is a is a good thing. It keeps the workers working, keeps everything going. Um, you know, it's it's the same theory behind uh, runless pantyhose. If you remember, um, you know, they could make the runless pantyhose as good and as sheer <clears throat> as what people like to wear. However, it it doesn't do a good thing because you don't have to buy new. Okay, I, I guarantee they could make razor blades better. But again, if you make them too good, then people don't need to buy them. So that's the whole thing. And that's where I think some of the issues have come in is we've got so far overpriced on a lot of things that um, that it, you, even if you have to, you don't want to replace them. And and I think that is uh, the, the bigger ordeal. Uh, you know, again, I have no problem with the model of, of built-in obsolescence. I mean, I remember it well. We did it, and you bought things on a more regular basis. You didn't hold things forever. And, again, that keeps people working. That stimulates the economy. But, unfortunately, you get prices too high, and people cannot afford to to replace. So they're forced to hold on too longer, and that goes back into the general economy as well. So, I mean, again, that's really the story. But uh, the other story is, is last night I was on uh, CNBC Asia, and let's hear what I had to say to them and we'll hear you can hear my my views as you probably don't already know them but here we go let's bring in todd Horwitz, chief strategist at bubbatrading.com joining us live from chicago this morning todd always a pleasure thank you what did you learn from the fed today and why did it move the markets <laughs> good morning dan what i learned from the fed is that they're still like a deer in the headlights and they still have no clue of how to let a free market and a free economy trade if we're looking at what is a supposed to be a, a, a growing economy, and if jobs are as good as everybody says it is, and everything else is going so wonderful, then there should be no issue in raising rates. There is a demand for money, so we should be able to see higher rates, which the 10-year is showing you that rates are going higher no matter what the Fed does, but they continue to be a deer in the headlights because they're afraid to exit, they're afraid that the markets might sell off. And the markets, of course, love the free money. Cheap money is the best medicine for a stock market. It's just not the best medicine for an economy. So I guess most importantly, when it comes to the outlook, what bearings do these latest minutes have on what the Fed's going to do in June and beyond? How are you reading the situation now when it comes to inflation and what, and what the Fed is saying about inflation? 
Well, the Fed is going to hike in June. Of course, that's already been pretty much priced into the market. Inflation, you know, I'm not a big fan of the way that we calculate inflation because I know that my personal goods and services are going up every single day. So I, I don't understand why they say that we don't have enough inflation. I think we're well past their 2% based on my personal spending and I think other people's personal spending, especially when you tie in, yes, the goods are volatile, goods and services. However, that doesn't change that I make X and now I'm paying more than X to have to pay my bills. So to me, they're 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 letting they're they're letting the ball slip again and they're gonna make a mistake which will eventually cause and create the black swan event in the markets. Now right now the markets are going higher. I see no reason to believe that that's going to change anytime soon. But when you watch the dollar continue to spike higher and you watch the 10 years that are continuing to go higher, that is not a good mixture overall when you look for what we can look for in the future, which we're due for a sell-off anyway, so this could be the fuel to the fire. Okay, really interesting, Todd. You said the Fed is going to make a mistake. What does that mistake look like? Would that be four hikes? Would it be three hikes this year? Tell me, what do you think the mistake would be? I think their mistake is now is going to be not to raise fast enough and then be forced to raise later. I think that's one of the things that they've, they've done consistently. And every time they have exited a one of their programs, they've always made the key mistake of not getting out fast enough and then having to catch up later. And I think this time will be no different. They will be waiting too long to raise rates. And I would, I would venture to say that the 10 years will see 4% this year before the year's over. And the Fed will still be sitting on their thumbs waiting for a decision to, on how to raise rates. And I think the markets will once again get away from them. And that will create a much bigger event because they'll try to catch up later. And of course, we know that through their history, they have failed at each and every one of these exits. And I think this time will be the same. Okay, so you're talking about some of the market risks out there, the higher USD, something you've mentioned, also rising rates up to 4% that you've just flagged. And of course, exactly what the Fed does uh, with regards to the hiking trajectory as well. So is that a theme you're investing around at the moment? And if these markets are going to become a little more perhaps inflation sensitive, how should investors play it? Well, I think one of the things you have to look at, Dan, is as an investor, you just keep investing in, in good companies that you like. I think you just have to put your money in the market, as I do as an investor, because at the end of the day, no matter what the Fed does, no matter what happens, the markets do go up 8% year over year, just not every year. As a trader, I'm looking for opportunities, either very beaten down stocks or commodities that I can buy into or opportunities to actually short the market. But investing wise, I'm, listen, I'm a big believer in the markets over time. And I think that this time, again, won't be different. But there's going to be, I think, a major haircut coming in these markets. We've seen oil go way too high. We've seen a lot of things happen that don't are, are not consistent with a real strong economy. So I think we're going to see a sell-off, which will give investors an opportunity to buy in more. But I, I think that investors should not pay attention to the day-to-day -day movement. They should continue to invest and hyper-focus on knowing that over time, the markets do go higher 8% year over year. All right, so we'll have to leave it there. Thanks for the conversation this morning. That's Todd Horwitz from Bubba. And that was me with, uh, of course, uh, Dan Murphy on uh, on CNBC Asia last night. And, of course, pretty common theme is, as we talk about here almost every day. It, it's, it's about I'm not interested. Right now, I'd like to be short. But, of course, we have gone to the, the neutral territory because, again, I'm not going to sit here and fight the market, especially going into 
an extremely slow period, which I believe we have now coming. I, uh, you know, I mean, the next couple of days should be uh, very, very quiet. We are heading into summer. So for, for me to want to get overly involved here, it doesn't make a lot of sense to want to get really, really aggressive here because where, where am I going to gain the benefit? You know, trying to get aggressive into a market that isn't probably going to do anything. And then if it does, if I'm on the wrong side, I'm going to have trouble getting out. So that's something that we always focus on is, is where can we gain the best opportunity? And right now, the best opportunity is probably sitting on the sidelines and observing the markets because uh, if you try to get too aggressive here, you, you end up, uh, you know, putting uh, some egg on your face. Because sometimes you just can't get out. And, and I think that's one of the big problems that, you know, I would be overly concerned with from from my point of view. Um, you know, again, I would love to see a lot of activity, but I, I don't see the potential for that activity. And I think that if you try to force it, you end up gambling. And, and that usually ends up in uh, some ugliness for all of us. Uh, and, and again, that, that is really just the theme right now as we are breaking out above, you know, that, that, that resistance. We, we, have, we did hold a support on, on Wednesday. So where, where should I or why should I, where should I, you know, get overly aggressive? I just don't, I don't think that from a logic standpoint, it makes a heck of a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I think if you're looking for things to do, I think, you know, looking at gold is a potential spot to buy. I think you're looking at uh, oil is again, you know, I still believe oil is going lower. So and it is lower today. So, you know, uh, the grain markets look for them to sell off a little bit so that you can buy. I think those are going higher. So there's a lot of things to do. It's just a question of getting in and, and finding the right time to enter these markets. That's the the key is in that. And, and the right time comes from putting yourself and looking at the footprint to create opportunity instead of just saying, Hey, well, I think, well, we shouldn't think we should act according to what the markets tell us. In the meantime, this is the Bubba show and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, we're going to step out here for a break, but want to remind you to go to my station, Liberty talk that FM and download the show every day, help us reach our goals of a million downloads a month also want to remind you about uh, you know my daily updates you know every every day I do an update after the market closes a uh, little three to five minute video that kind of gives you what I'm thinking and also on the weekends I do a 30 minute uh, show uh, trying to keep you informed of what I'm seeing and uh, all I have to do is go to bubbatrading.com to get that sent to you there's no credit card required it's free all you have to do is just go fill out the, the little little box that comes up when you go to the website in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're going to stop out here for a break. We'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, it is the Bubba Show. We'll see you right here after the break in a couple of minutes. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes 
that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, you know, we continue to try to, uh, you know, make sense out of this quiet, lousy market. And, uh, you know, that it's, you know, certainly great if you're investing. Uh, but if you're trying to trade, it's been, it, it's, we went, we had some nice business for a while. Uh, but then we've turned down. And, and, I, and I wonder... You know, when we, when we look around at some of the things that are going on and we, 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 we talk about, you know, we hear this consistent talk about jobs and how good the jobs are. And, and I obviously don't believe in that and I don't think so. And, and we, we talk about how great the economy is. And, you know, I, again, I go back into that I don't see the great economy. I'd love to see the great economy. I, again, my personal life isn't going to change one way or the other. Okay, I do my thing. I do what I want to do, and that's it. But but I'm really concerned about the future. I'm really concerned about what I see going on, and I, I'm really concerned about watching the difficulty that the president has dealing with the swamp. You know, obviously, it's not going to change overnight uh, what happens there, but I, I think one of the big problems is that he cannot get any cooperation from anybody. And we continue to create massive amounts of debt. And we continue to create, you know, this illusion of, you know, what we see in markets. And and I think we get very confused as to what the stock market means to the general economy. Uh, I, I think we get very confused that you know just because the market's higher doesn't mean the economy's doing well and you know i said this yesterday on fox uh you know sap came out with a, a thing about how business should take care of everything and i agree i mean i agree that you know private business should should take care of all of these things and and you know we need a major rehaul rehab in our infrastructure and we've got the people to do it but of course if we just let private business run it and take it over i think we would get there and and we could then get through you know you i talk about that period of time when we're trying to get through to everybody but it, it doesn't seem you know again it, it doesn't seem that the congress and the senate the you know whatever you want to call them uh, there, the swamp wants to get anything done, and, and that becomes a a, a, a a problem. Okay, because we continue to really wallow in the same garbage instead of taking the opportunity of moving forward. And 
all this is creating is more separation between everybody. And, and, I, and I think that is a sad state of affairs that we have become so far apart on everything. You know, I, I think that, you know, the left and the right need to both give in and come a little bit more towards the center. Now, again, it's not going to happen with the likes of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, and the likes of Mitch McConnell and some on his side. And, and I think that's where we really need to be able to get a libertarian candidate on the ballot uh, and where we need to make the election laws a little fair. Uh, you know, again, listen, I'm, I'm very happy with President Trump. I think that he's doing a phenomenal job, uh, especially considering what he has to deal with. But the rest of it's a swamp. Now, I, I think that we need to figure out how to get a libertarian on the ballot for, uh, what would that be, 2024, okay? Because, A, I'm comfortable and happy with the job, and B, I'm confident that at current status, Trump will be reelected for a second term. Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, we have never had a president that worked like this guy. All right. And you may or may not like his his tweeting. Okay, he may not be, as they say, presidential. But I think that's a crock. I mean, what is presidential? Presidential is doing the right thing. And I think we've seen uh, his moves. uh, His art of the deal has been, I think, pretty good. I'm pretty comfortable with the way that that he's handling a lot of the stuff here. I mean, again, for me, I, I think it's right uh, because I've said for years that I believe that we should have a a country that is a business. I mean, we should treat this like a business because at the end of the day, what do we have? We are a business. That's what the United States of America is. It's the biggest business in the world. And should we not treat it as such? And that is my answer is yes, it should be treated as such. And we need to, again, eliminate a lot more of these this waste, this business wasteland that we've created. You know, the government is almost like, you know, the, 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 the big companies with 82 vice presidents, right? And nobody knows what the other one does. And, and basically, you could do, instead of 82, you could have three and get the same production. And I think that is really where we need to get to, is to get to the point where we can get real production from our government that is actually running a real business so that we can actually start to pay down some of this debt and quit giving all the money away. I mean, I, again, I didn't know where all this came from, all this free stuff that we have to give away. But, you know, there's plenty of jobs out there for the people that are, are, are on benefits. And why aren't they working? 
well, one of the reasons is, is because the left likes it that way. It just assures them some votes. But shouldn't we be using, utilizing, if you want to collect benefits and you're healthy and able, should you not be able to do something? I mean, should you not have to work for that check? Even if it's cleaning up trash on the highways. I mean, is there not enough things to do in this country that could just make it all that much better instead of continuing to uh, uh, give to those who want to sit home and smoke crack and drink beer? Uh, I don't know. Just just a thought from, you know, me. You know, I'm just trying to make things better for everybody. As I said, all I want to do is have a better place for my children and my grandchildren because I'll never see her. I won't be around long enough to benefit from all that, all the stuff that I'd like to see. But that is the, that is the way it goes. And, of course, this is the Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever checked out our station, Liberty Talk, libertytalk.fm. But, you know, we run 24-hour-a-day programming and uh, certainly, uh, you know, on your side of your point of views. And I certainly think you should check it out as well as, you know, downloading the Bubba Show every day at uh, at libertytalk.fm. And, of course, then there's a sporting edge on the weekends. Check it out. Go see what we have to do and give us some hits on the website. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our high school program. It's highschoolinvesting.com. Uh, we supply to high schools, uh, education in a curriculum and we don't charge them, but it's getting to a point where I'm running out of dough to do it. I've financed it myself for seven years. If you'd like to help me out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And you can help us out there. In the meantime, have a great day, everybody. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to spend with me and we'll see you back here tomorrow right here on The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, every day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.